0: Hello and welcome. This is the Astrology of the Week Ahead podcast. I'm your host, Channy Nicholas. In this podcast, we look at the astrology of yes, the week. In this episode, we are looking at the week of July 3rd. In this podcast, we look at the astrology of the upcoming week and how it will be landing for all of us collectively. For a more personalized reading that dives into the ways that this week's astrology will play out for you, download the Channy app for iPhone. I also want to just take a little bit of a broader view in this episode because we're talking about the top of the month. So I thought it would be good to mention Some key dates that are happening in July, because July is one of those months of 2023 where there are some very significant things that I want you to pencil in your calendar. If you have the Astro Planner that we put out this year, it will be in here. And if you have the Chani app and you've listened to your year ahead under your year tab, then all of this is there as well. If you haven't yet listened to it, I highly suggest going and listening to the section that contains July because again, it is significant. And this week is the least significant, still impactful, but least significant week of the month. I don't know if I want to say that. That's not nice to this week, but it only has a full moon. Now, a full moon is enough. That I'm fine with that. I'm very happy about it. And because there's so much coming up, I really encourage you to take like this week and also kind of next week. Next week has some stuff to it. But this week is, I don't want to say clear because the full moon again is a big moment. And the full moon is happening on Monday. And so it feels like we're starting the week off with this big exclamation point, this big kind of peak moment. So over the course of the weekend, before we get into this week, and then Monday, you might feel like, okay, that's it. I've had enough. That's good for a week. I can go home now. (laughs) That's all I have for my TED Talk. Um, So just bearing that in mind that we're starting the week kind of at a peak and then We need to like kind of decompress after that. So we might feel like we don't have a lot to start the week off with. So make whatever arrangements you can considering that. I do like this full moon in Capricorn quite a bit. It's sitting in a very lovely configuration with Jupiter. It's sitting in a trine with Jupiter, which means that there's a lot of support here. It's also sitting in a nice configuration with its ruler, Saturn. So it feels like there's support here. It doesn't feel like there's anything that gets in the way of it being a illuminating experience. The thing about a full moon in Capricorn is the moon in Capricorn is in the opposite sign of what it likes to be in. The moon loves to be in cancer. So in its opposite sign, it doesn't function in the same way. It doesn't function necessarily in a way that feels comforting. So, Moon in Capricorn is known for being a little harsh, where we might need to be a little soft and tender, Cancer style. But, you know, Capricorn's the opposite. So, when full moons in Capricorn come along, or when a moon in Capricorn comes along, which is every month, it's always a good time to be like, hmm, how could I take responsibility for reparenting myself? How could I nourish myself? How am I denying myself something that I actually would do better giving myself? Like where does self-denial become a kind of punishment? Like if I'm denying myself uh, staying up all night, binge watching something that doesn't make me feel good at the end, then, you know, okay, fine. And I get to bed and I get more sleep. Good. But if I'm denying myself something that in the long run just makes me feel depraved, then that's not so great. And so moons and Capricorn are kind of good times to think about how we do that, to think about where am I being too critical, too harsh? Where am I being overly responsible? Like, can I give some of this up to take care of self, to take care of my life, to be able to give myself a little bit of a break? So it's always a good time to be like, where am I being a parentified child? <laughs> where can I be like, you know what? I'm going to let this go. And again, it looks like this full moon is helpful in that regard because it's in a good position in the sky. So it might be in like a tough sign for itself, but it's also in a situation where it's like, okay, let's think about long term, sustainable, slow growth and slow unfurling and slow abundance. Because it's sitting in that trine with Jupiter and Taurus. Capricorn is a sign that likes delayed gratification. It likes to work hard for what it is trying to attain or cultivate or bring together or bring into form. And Jupiter and Taurus is reminding us that nothing we rush through is actually going to saturate our being. And wouldn't it be great if we had the experience of abundance and not just this ever-present hunger to attain and amass and hoard? So what does it feel like to think about long-term sustainable pleasure and, and abundance and to be able to actually put in practice what it means to slow down and relish in the things that feel lovely. And so if the moon in Capricorn helps you to understand something that you've been denying yourself, my recommendation or the planets, it seems to be recommending to me that we slow down in that process and really be like, ah, I've been denying myself this thing or I don't even know how to give that to myself. Then I'm just going to slow down and get curious about how to do that, and really take my time with it. I don't know about you, but when something's new to me, I might be uncomfortable and I might want to rush through it, even if it's a good thing. But this full moon is like, no, no, like, give yourself some time to really be here and to think about how you want to go forward as well. It's a full moon. It's a peak experience. So it's also articulating something that has come to some kind of fruition in the part of your chart that contains Capricorn. We go into an in-depth reading about this this week in the Chani app. So go there for your weekly reading to reflect on what this moment is helping you to understand What is it making obvious and how can you meet the moment with that intention to give yourself what has been denied or what you've learned to deny yourself of? And a lot of times that's just like patience and sweetness. So highly recommend being extra sweet and kind to yourself when you're having a conversation internally and then see how that impacts the rest of your day life, possibly. Okay, so besides that, there's only a couple little things happening. One is on Thursday, one is on Sunday, and it's Mercury making a sextile to Uranus on Thursday and a trine to Neptune on Sunday. And that just means like exciting, lovely conversations and an ability to connect to people through what it is we're exchanging in terms of our ideas and opportunities. So lovely, lovely, lovely. Okay, so let's look at the bigger kind of structure of July now, because I want you to, again, have this in your mind's eye as you're thinking about mapping out this month. There's a new moon on the 17th of July, and it's important because it's happening on the same day that the nodes change signs. And the nodes are the nodes of the moon. So they're points in space where eclipses happen when. a newer full moon happen next to those points. So when those nodes change, we are starting a new learning path in a different two parts of our chart. There's two nodes. And so this marks a new journey for us and it marks a shift in where eclipses take place. So what does that mean for you? It just means that we're going to be paying attention to the parts of your chart that contain Aries because that part of your chart is going through an increase in hunger. Imagine an increase in Aries hunger. It's like uh, all the exclamation points together. And then the part of your chart that contains Libra is going to be hosting the south node. And the south node is about the release and letting go. A lot of times healing, a lot of times dispersing a lot of things. And so the part of your chart that contains Libra is going to be going through this kind of cleansing. And we're going to be doing a lot of relationship work, a lot of healing the dynamics in our relationships with that south node transit. And we're going to be really having to check our desire to go it alone with the north node going into Aries because that makes the individual like the rugged individual kind of magnified, that archetype gets magnified. So it's an interesting moment. It might really hype up that desire to feel like we can do whatever we want to do and it doesn't matter how we impact each other. And that will have to be, you know, kept in check. And the South Node in Libra is happening at Also a very interesting time because that same week, Venus, the planet that rules Libra, the planet of relationships, of love, of beauty, of pleasure, also stations retrograde. So it's a very deep week, the week of July 17th, for relationships, for going on a big journey around reclaiming something in regards to what we lost possibly in past relationships, what we never knew how to do. It's healing of the heart kind of business. And it looks really important. And we'll have to wait to get there and move through it. And we will definitely move through it together week by week here on this podcast and also in your weekly readings on the Channy app. And there are Venus in Leo horoscopes up on Channy.com and also in the app that are free. Highly recommend you read those. So those things are happening the week of July 17th. And also the week of July 17th, Mars is going to make an opposition to Saturn. And that always represents a moment in time where things get grindy and sticky. And there's a challenge. There's an obstacle. There's something out in front of us that says no or stops us. Or there's something there that we need to take note of that feels like a monumental situation to move through. And we can't move through it at full speed. But we have to find a way to move through it. So again, it feels sticky, it feels a little clogged. So I'm just saying all this to say, it's not a bad thing. I just don't want you to overdo your schedule the week of July 17th, or the week preceding July 17th. You know, we're going to start to feel that stickiness starting the week of July 10th because that's when Mars moves into Virgo. But we're really going to get into it the week of July 17th. So I would just love for you to have extra space in your calendar that week. That new moon in Cancer is one that we can work with. It is sitting in an opposition with Pluto, so it does feel very deep and cathartic. Anyways, all that to say, I want you to know that the week of July 17th will be significant in many different ways. And they're all kind of colliding at the same time. And I just want you to keep extra space in your calendar, in your psyche, in yourself for it. Because I think there will be unforeseen challenges or things that you're like, hmm, maybe that is more work than I think it is. And if you have some buffer around those days, it's going to feel a lot better or you'll your future self will thank you for it because Saturn Mars just never plays. It's not kind. It's not a setup that feels cozy or supportive, but oftentimes it can challenge us in some really 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 good ways. Good. <laughs> good opportunity for healing and all that kind of stuff and understanding like whoa time management like if you have a problem with time management like I might uh, these things come around and they're like and you're like oh my god how did I not plan for this how did I not keep this space open so okay there's all the other stuff that's happening that week of July 17th like Chiron is stationing retrograde can, which can also feel very tenderizing so Venus and Chiron stationing retrograde the same couple of days Venus does that, Stations Retrograde, on Saturday the 22nd and Chiron on Sunday the 23rd. And it they both pull focus on that part of us that could feel wounded or unlovable. And that's the thing that we're going back to reclaim. We're going back to reclaim something about our ability to be loved or maybe something about the way we perceive ourselves. This is a Venus in Leo retrograde. So it's dramatic, it's fiery, it's going to be obvious. It's going to be performative in some ways. And in terms of the world, it will definitely be a time that brings up the woundedness of this kind of archetype or how the world systems have left us really wounded in that place of the feminine and feminine energy and the ways in which we articulate femininity and our gender. So I assume there will be some stuff around that. Um, usually something happens in the world. That's really hard to metabolize. That has something to do with the violence of patriarchy during a Venus retrograde. So there's also that piece of it. And because it's happening in Leo, it does feel like it might have the ability to be, A little extra obvious and possibly in our face. So world stage on a personal level, we're going to be thinking about our values and how to center them, especially in our relationships, especially because that south node is moving through Libra now. So what are we cleansing? What are we releasing? But also what are we going back to retrieve? By the time we get through this Venus retrograde, we will have gone through a gauntlet and retrieve something that is essential to our value system and essential to our relationships. Most importantly, our relationship to self. This is Venus and Leo. Leo is about self-expression, and we're going to learn something in regards to that. Also, we'll have something to do with hair. It's Venus, it's Leo. There's got to be something about hair and manes, and I don't know what. Sometimes the astrology reveals itself in the wildest ways. I also want to say on Saturday, the 22nd, we move into Leo season. So things get hot and bright around then. All right, y'all. Just wanted to give you a little bit of a map of July. I hope it's helpful, and we will walk through, we'll move through. Each of these moments together again on this podcast. And if you want to know how it's landing for you personally in your chart, head to the Channy app, listen to your weekly reading or listen to the year ahead reading and that third reading of the year. Thank you all so much for leaving us reviews in the app store. I wanted to read this one to you by Ashley Kara. It's called Belonging to a Community. I've been using Chani for a year now, and surprisingly, never get bored of it. There's always something new to learn or discover about myself, just as the energy of the universe changes as well. Here, I have a place to come to and not feel alone or judged in my passion for astrology. Listening to the weekly readings has become a ritual as I constantly travel, and it keeps me grounded. Just writing this, I can hear Channy's calming and enthusiastic voice reading this. Hey, shout out to the team that helps put this all together. You're doing great, sweetie. Sending you lots of love, many, many blessings, and I'll see you back here next week. Bye for now.